0: It's um, it's a very modern way to sort of simulate to flick the same switches in your brain that genuine human interaction would have, isn't it? <laughs> like Why can't it's with like a friend?
1: <laughs> and welcome to the Temple of Blab, episode sixteen, I think it is. Uh, it's a weekly metal news roundup show and some other tidbits and uh, rabbit holes to go down. I'm Jim, and I'm on my Todd again this week. Uh, But let me just get some housekeeping out of the way on top. Uh, This week is a little bit light on interviews, because it's actually not light on interviews. Uh, All my interviews this week appear to be email interviews, uh, which means you won't see them on your podcast feed or the YouTube feed or anything like that. You will eventually see them on our new site, TempleOfBle.com. This was pretty much like a Wix blog site, but I've now got so many uh email interviews that it starts looking really fucking dumb just to say oh check out this interview it's at templeofbleh.wix.mysite.wix.com.wix so i've just bought the domain templeofbleh.com that'll slowly get populated and start looking normal <clears throat> um pretty soon i reckon it'll be in a state of dunness prior to christmas that's what i'm hoping for anyway but i hope you've been enjoying the uh the interviews and stuff so far uh and records that's just cracking on My schedule at the minute is effectively as follows. So, the first thing I'm going to put out is uh, a Great Cat mini documentary, hopefully, like 15, 20 minutes long. The idea of that is to kind of act as a proof of concept for the upcoming proper Roadrunner episodes, uh, Roadrunner Records episodes. Um, Basically, I've had to abandoned the old way of doing it with the timeline, the browser timelines because I thought they didn't look very good, so I've invested in a bit of actual software to produce some actual, slightly better quality, don't set your expectations too high videos. But we'll see how that goes. So the great cat one, she doesn't know about this, but I'm going to do one anyway. Um, I say 15, 20 minutes, quite short, just, again, proof of concept. And then I'm going to redo the history of Roadrunner Records Part 1. The reason being is I've just learned so fucking much in the last two months since that went out. The intention was, bang it out, give it two weeks, get part two out, a few weeks, part three. But now, I mean, you'll see the the amount of episodes we've got with uh, interviews and things. It's just fucking so busy, and there's so much information. Um, But I want to do it justice, so... It's a story worth telling, as you've heard me say a million times, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to redo part one. Um, Not massively different, just with extra bits and bobs uh, that I've learnt. And I got some bits wrong, which I need to correct. So that's going to happen, and then I'm hoping that uh, part two should come out, if not by Christmas, then early next year. But we'll see what happens, man. Just leave it leave it with the, leave it with me. Come on. C- give me a fucking break. Try my hardest here. Right. <clears throat> Metal news. Pretty light on the ground in terms of news, as, as it has been for the last few weeks, but uh, differently this time. It's actually the, the main news outlets have been quite quiet. Oh, yeah, of course. It's been Thanksgiving in the US. All right. That's why it's been pretty quiet. Ace. Fair enough. Okay. Well, let me just plow through it anyway. Um, scour. Phil Anselmo's black metal band have got a new EP out. It's simply known as the Black EP. Uh, and they've put out an an official music video for the EP's latest single, Flames. Uh, you can pretty much catch us anywhere on YouTube. It looks like it was sponsored in some capacity by ESP, the guitar brand. Um, but it's basically the backing band are in a room with red lights and doing their thing. Then Phil pops up every once in a while with a torch under his chin, being grim as fuck. Now, I found this really interesting because I didn't really know what to expect from a black metal um, outfit fronted by Phil Anselmo because he's always been into his black metal and I've not heard any other black metal projects he's done, but I know he has done some. But it's another chapter in the story of Phil Anselmo's fucked um, voice box for me, I think. Because his gutturals are completely on point. They're completely clear. And I wonder if that's studio magic or it's just that's the part of his voice that's not been harmed in the last 20, 30 years. We'll wait and see. Either way, it sounds really good. It's quite a clean-sounding black metal record. Um, It's quite minimalistic in its delivery. It's pretty much balls-to-the-wall. No atmospheric synths or anything thrown in there. Um, It's very much blast beats and fucking metal. So if you like that kind of thing, you see, you know what, the way i describe it is it feels like a modern tribute to sort of the earlier black metal stuff. As black metal was taking its, its kind of, its form, like Immortal and a bit of the early demo and stuff like that. It sounds like a cleaned up version of them. It wasn't trying to go for a retroactive sound. It was going for a retroactive feel. In its structure, that's how I feel about it. It's worth a listen, anyway. It's it's definitely interesting. So let's see what happens with that band coming forward. Because this is just the EP. I don't know if there's any news out there about um, a full album coming out. Obviously, given recent events, no. There's not going to be much chance of us hearing a lot. But we'll 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 wait and see, man. Next up, um, fucking. The <laughs> Exodus singers, uh, Steve Zetro, Souza, and Rob Dukes <clears throat> are teaming up for a raw and uncensored pay-per-view discussion. I, I don't know why I listed this. It just seemed kind of compelling because I don't think... It sounds like Steve souza has got uh, a podcast called The Toxic Vault, and it just seems that he's going to get Rob Duke on, former singer for Exodus, and it's going to be a pay-per-view event. It just seems, it just seems weird. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. It'd be cool to see something like that. I don't think anything. I don't think I've seen anything like that before. It's not like you'd see Bruce Dickinson and Blaze Bailey having a chat, but would it be worth six dollars? I don't know. I don't know. But it's nice to see Rob Dukes is going to come back, and, and obviously there's no bad blood between them two, which is always nice. But um, I guess that's another angle to the the modern pandemic live stream event market uh, pay per view interviews. But hey, see what happens, man. So in terms of uh, new music this week, uh, there's quite a few releases. I've only managed to listen to a little bit. Electric Hydra by Electric Hydra. So this is kind of like a stonery, a stonery sort of like three-line metal band from Sweden. It kind of like um, you get what it says on the tin, really. Like the front cover of their album is literally two snakes sort of fighting over what appears to be a plant, a pottage plant. I mean, I've only heard a handful of songs in it, but it kind of sounds like... Really well-produced, modern stoner metal that can keep my attention. Uh, So that's quite encouraging. Anyway, moving on, another release is by Horse the Band. Horse the Band apparently have quite a reputation that precedes them, which I completely missed out on. Uh, They haven't had an album out in, say, 11 years, and they came out with an EP this week called Your Fault. Now, they're described as like metalcore and progressive, and it's, it's not quite metalcore as I know metalcore I know Metalcore is like your old school sort of kill switch Engage Trivium, even a little bit of Avenged Sevenfold, but this appears to be like uh, that post-era when they started incorporating synths into that kind of sound. But from what I can hear, it seems it's all quite compelling. I, it's making me want to go back and uh, discover the rest of their back catalogue, so I'm definitely going to do that. But if you are listening to me now and going, what the fuck are you on about? Just reach out and, and tell me more about this Horse the Band band, because I don't fucking know... And uh, by way of, you know, actually, no, there's quite a few other um, releases this week, but none I've heard to, but I've heard any of it. So let me just, like, rattle off a few. So Hatebreed to come out with uh, The Weight of the False Self, uh, Pliny, Impulse Voices, which is Australian prog metal, new sort of album, which we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Genesis 19, obviously German Thrash. There's quite a few other ones. Voivod have come out with uh, a live album, uh, Marathon, uh, Mark Kelly's Marathon, prog from ear music diamond head of re-recorded lightning to the nations that's coming out on silver lining it's quite a lot billy joe armstrong's coming out with no fun monday so maybe you want to avoid that i don't know maybe it's good but uh, tell you what man we've got a load of metal tat in the absence of actual substance and news we've got a shit ton of metal tat so creator have come out with their own coffee uh what's it called now black sunrise that's the bastard uh Made in association with The Barn, uh, a Berlin-based coffee roaster. The band says, Hordes, we're excited to announce our collaboration with the finest coffee roasters in Germany, The Barn. If you're interested in one of their spots in Berlin, you'll understand why we chose them to represent Creator. High quality and big flavours. Brazil is one of our favourite places in the world. And we wanted to pay tribute to that with this deliciously smooth German fucking coffee. Okay, cool cool i guess like, at this point it's kind of poignant to mention metal tap because it's it's prime fucking gift time so i guess for your metal ed caffeinated or caffeine addicted mates uh creator's black sunrise might be a, a compelling choice uh, it doesn't mention a price on here but i'm sure it's totally reasonable and not all overpriced next up i've got phil Anselmo's second appearance in uh the news this week uh, so Pantera far beyond driven 3d vinyl is currently in production and now available for pre-order so what this is is a uh a hard cast resin statue of the far beyond driven kind of logo so it's it's the skull being trepanned. i guess if that's a word trepanned. um yeah that's pretty good uh dimensions nine inch by seven inch if that's your kind of thing fucking dig in what else we got here Oh, Metal Sucks have come out with the ultimate holiday gift guide for metalheads. So I'll just give you a quick rattle off of all the shit you can get your mates. Uh, f- fucking uh, pop vinyl figurines. Um, what is a fucking load of slipknot ones? Kerry King, Jeff Hanneman, Tomariah, Papa Neil. Uh, Metallica's SM2, SM2 box set. Metal Blade records have a holiday sale on. Um, now through December 31st, fans can take 15% off all Metal Blade Records products on the official USA store. So, sorry, Europe. Uh, d- 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 d-
0: what
1: else have we got? Lamb of God Memento Mori Coffee, which we've mentioned previously. Credle Filth Have a Tea called Dark Blood. Um, Jasta Pastors Pers- <laughs> Perseverance Penne, if you want some hate breed pasta. Um, there's quite a lot going on. Metal Wars, Star Wars, and Metal Mashup T-shirts. That looks like it's Metal Sucks. Particular brand. Yeah, it's on MetalSucks.net. Either way, they look, they look pretty cool. Rob Halford's autobiography. Damon Stain's autobiography. Fucking hell, everyone's been busy writing this year, haven't they? Hellraiser's A Complete Visual History of Heavy Metal Mayhem. Co-authored by our own Axel Rosenberg and Chris Kravatin. Razor takes you on a journey through the history of metal from its earliest roots with Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath to its modern incarnations. Ah, that sounds pretty good. Epiphone Slash AFD Les Paul Special 2 Performance Package Are you or someone you love looking to learn guitar? Well, start packs don't get much more metal than this Slash Endorse gear. Uh, what do you get? You get an Epiphone Les Paul AFD Special Slash Snake Pit Amplifier with a headphone jack. That's pretty good a uh, custom gig bag some picks strap and cord and some guitar I, Guitar lessons hey, that's not too bad for $349 a half decent guitar some other tat that's pretty fucking good actually definitely uh, yeah definitely take that one out Amazon Basics digital delay effect sound processor for guitar and bass Amazon Basics have started doing fucking uh, actual gear what the fuck Roland TD-1K Entry-Level Electronic V-Jump Set. Oh, this sounds ace. Oh, 500 fucking dollars. Right, I'm going off on a tangent here. This stuff you probably wouldn't even want to know about. Um, Cone, camera... Metallica Blackened Whiskey. I'm hopefully getting to the end of this list. Yeah, that's the end of it. What else have we got by way of Metal Tat. Nothing. Actually, Tom mentions Mag- Magic the Gathering cards on a later section. But regardless, <clears throat> that's all we've got for the news today. So I'm sorry it was a little bit lackluster. And I'm sorry there's a little bit lackluster in terms of content for this week. But that's just the way it fucking goes sometimes as we run up to Christmas and whatnot. But uh, I'm going to hand you over to a conversation myself and Tom had. Uh, but thanks very much for listening so far. Hopefully there's some more news next week when it's not Thanksgiving season. All right. Thanks very much for listening. Catch you later. Bye. You all right? Yeah, you. Yeah, not too bad. I've, I'm pretty, pretty good today. I've actually um, used my outdoor gym in earnest.
0: Oh, is it an outdoor gym? I thought you were building an indoor gym.
1: No, man. I'll send you some pictures later. I built like a wooden squat rack outside and I built like a wooden bench and stuff like that. It still needs work though. The problem is it's, I haven't like, the area in which it's located, it doesn't have all the gravel down yet. So when I'm doing floor exercises, there's a risk that the barbell rolls down my garden.
0: <laughs> it just rolls off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not finished, but it's like work-outable, so I'm I'm chuffed as fuck.
0: Tie it to a piece of string and then tie the piece of string to like a drain pipe <laughs> or something.
1: Maybe I Throw should a tether. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's, I'm, that's, I'm so I'm I'm happy today. I guess you could say I'm chemically balanced more than I usually am.
0: Yeah. I did it when I bungee jumped with my GoPro attached to me. I tethered it to another part of me and the person thought I'm pretty clever.
1: Well it was like a a fail safe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. this is fair do's this is fair do's anyway i want to um I want to re- relay an experience i had this weekend which i wanted your thoughts on
0: oh god i mean this, yeah go on
1: right so so i'm I'm a big star wars guy as you know and i also i watch the mandalorian and there are going to be no mandalorian spoilers good go if there were this is exactly what i want to talk about so i was I, because the problem with this podcast is to reach out to people for either interviews or comments or anything like that. I've had to return to social media. Yeah. Um, and one of these things is I'm back on Twitter and I quite like Twitter because you can kind of manage your feed more. You can kind of curate your information flow a little Mm -hmm. bit more aggressively. Mm -hmm. And what I I recommend everyone should leave social media for a year, then come back. Because what you do is you don't add your friends. Cause when you first join social media, you're quite keen to like add friends. Like when we were in sort of 2006, yeah. Add your schoolmates as you would do like normal. And then as you sort of mature into an adult, you realize who the you know, who's a fucking massive loser and, and and you know, who's absolutely insane, who's a Nazi, and all that kind of stuff. And then that kind of like that contributes to the toxicity. Then when you do a clean break and then go back, you're only following shit like Hideo Kojima and Stephen Fry. And it's like mm-hmm. this is brilliant. So in doing this, I obviously I'm coming back in, a, in an era of post Disney star Wars. So I'm coming back and I'm following a load of star Wars stuff. Yeah. A lot of this is really cool. Cause a lot of people like, I consider myself a big star Wars guy, but some people go out into the fucking weeds. Um, and there was this one account called star Wars stuff and it would just be periodically little features. Like here's a picture of a planet. This is the planet that features in legends, blah, 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 blah. It's quite, quite cool stuff. But on Saturday or maybe it was Friday night, um, One of them posted a picture that was a spoiler for the recent episode of The Mandalorian with all the backstory to the spoiler. Yeah. And I'm fine with that because I watch it when it comes out, right? But I did comment saying, um, could you not have given it like three days for the benefit of those (laughs) who haven't seen it yet? Yeah. And I got fucking absolutely pounded on all weekend. Yeah, why? Not big, not is that... big, this is it. This is it, right? So it's not a big issue, right? Because I'm a big boy, but I did decide yeah, yeah. this is the hill I'm choosing to die on. I'm going to respond to every one of these shit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to going to give it, you know, give it my all because I feel like it's a it's a corner worth fighting. So, yeah, and and you should you should. T- Like, theoretically
0: speaking, you should outmatch them intellectually, I'm assuming. You should at least feel like you can go
1: toe-to-toe with them. Yeah, such as the, you know... Screeching about it. If if people are going to use their anonymity to fight me, then I'm going to use it right back to fight them back. I think that's fair. It's fair use of Mm -hmm. social media. But the main contention was... Oh, this is the first thing. First thing is, right? I I said that thing, and then the account, Star Wars stuff, banned me. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's yeah. number one that's number one that's quite funny it turns out it was a soft block right so they'd block me and then they'd unblock me later yeah i, I guess it's kind of like a warning so i so I, I screenshotted the block and said wow that's interesting they came back and said the reason we blocked it is because we're sick of saying this every week we usually leave spoilers until the monday um and then you know it's all fair game and i was like well why didn't you do that here You've given it less yeah. than 24 hours because 72 hours seems because the, the conversation I wanted to have was what's a reasonable, what's the reasonable statute of limitations for a spoiler? One's the embargo lifted typically on certain properties and certain things, but they didn't yeah. respond to that. They didn't give a shit. But most people are just saying, oh yeah, well, if you come to it, you should expect it. Yeah, it's like so I, I I had
0: a lot of trouble with this back when Game of Thrones was still on because I used to watch Game of Thrones with my father. We didn't used to watch it the day it came out. We used to watch it a couple of days after. Hmm. And when it first started, it wasn't so bad. But yeah, like spoilers have ramped up so much now. That like two days or a day and a half or whatever it used to be. It used to be a nightmare for trying to avoid spoilers for it. At one point, I was I was in a car park and there were no other vehicles involved. I did <laughs> nearly crash my car turning the radio off because it was literally the day after and it was like, you know, national radio. And they were like, oh, we're just going to roll
1: some Game of Thrones spoilers out without announcing it. It's fucking so, it's so stupid and it, this kind of speaks to... Well, let's, let me just carry on. Let me carry on. So, this, Sorry. so the main... You no, know, it's all right. It, it's it's <laughs> the main contention with people saying, well, you should expect this. And I was like, well, we, could, we should only expect it if if we as a group, as a community, abandon common courtesy. If we just yeah. say, fuck it, it, it's all about me, then great. But it appears that some people appear that like have a statute of limitations and they go, okay, 72 hours seems to be appropriate. And some people just come straight out of the gate swinging with spoilers. And I yeah. just don't feel like it's reasonable to deduce the, all right, well, if... You know, actually, the the thing that people pounded on was, um I said, if you're going to knock spoilers out of the park on the first day, you're kind of making Star Wars an exclusive club. Mm. And it's meant to be anything but. Yeah. So like, you're not on, I think people were saying, like, if you're a true fan, you'll be all over it. And it's like, well, yeah, I get what you're saying, but that also is completely bullshit because what if someone's like an actual social media manager as a job and like their job is to be on Twitter all the time or something like that for a company and they can't watch it until like the following Saturday or something. Is it just fuck that guy? And obviously that didn't get any replies or anything like that. (laughs) But no, I thought he was just fucking, I thought he was just absolutely abysmal the attitude and I didn't refollow because I'm, I'm sticking to my, I'm resting on my laurels. This is all like petty, stupid online shit, but it was just interesting to get the flavor of, the flavor, the movement, the social movement around that topic is fuck you. If you're not that first, you know, in line to see the th- the thing you want to see. And if yeah. you wanted to see it a week later, fuck you, we're going to ruin it anyway, because me saying this thing, because like it, once you watch a TV show or something like that, how many, how many conversations are you going to have about it online? It's going to be less than five. As an yeah. like actual direct dialogue around about a thing, it's going to be less than five. So for me, I can either have my five conversations and ruin it for everyone else, or I can keep my fucking mouth shut for a week. Yeah, that's for,
0: no. Think, like, that's that's general mentality is you know to hell with your fellow man, just do whatever you want. So we won't, can't dive too deeply into that and in under the current situation, can we? But
1: yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. But what for you is a, is an appropriate spoiler embargo for a um, weekly uh, weekly television?
0: Oh, again, like, I don't know. I'd probably air on the side of longer. I'd probably air on the side of, like, a week.
1: I prefer know, it to be a week.
0: People people might have stuff on. Like, you know how I watched The Mandalorian. I'm not going to watch a single episode of it until it's all out, so I have to go completely dark. Yeah. But all that sort of stuff, because I, I can't be bothered with cliffhangers, basically. It's my
1: baby. Some frustration. That's um, about, man, with, considering how fucking busy I am these days, I'm quite happy to sort of schedule. Okay, at some point on Friday, I'm going to watch this thing, and I'm yeah, happy to yeah. be held in suspense for a week. I kind of like, it works for me now. But like a week, a week could be enough. Not at all. Like yeah, not at all. Really. Like, a if, week. You know, would, a week would make me satisfied that we're absor- observing common courtesy.
0: It, I suppose it depends what it is. If it's something that's really good and that you really enjoy, you should want the people you're going to be communicating with to experience the same amount of enjoyment that you did. So really, no amount of time is appropriate. But Obviously, this, years is. Like, you can't be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just spoiled Stargate, the 1994 <laughs> movie. Yeah.
1: But this but. Is, this, now, this plays into what we were talking about the other week about the Illuminati consumer expectation, because sometimes I'm using the words like spoiler embargo and, like, mm. basically how people interact with these things, these broadcasts, these stories or whatever is is not governed by the creators in any way. It's governed by the, the people who are using social media, right? Wrong. Yeah. Because like, even when, remember when um, Spider-Man came out, the new Spider-Man, and the trailer contained spoilers for Endgame. Yeah. Or something like that. And they basically said, just make sure you don't watch this before a certain time. Like, Tom Holland was yeah. like, just sat that there. Was,
0: that, that was more intrinsic though. It's because um obviously i don't know it's weird because the fact that there's a spider-man film the other reason they had to do that was because the trailer demonstrated that it took place at uh, spoilers obviously for endgame demonstrated that it took place after endgame which tells you that things happen in endgame so that's
1: that was why i guess it's not like it could, there's could deliberately have have spoilers in there no of course but did, could not have given it a week what i'm saying is there's 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 clearly there's clearly an <laughs> the Illuminati of consumer expectation has an arm, which clearly deals that, ha- that sort of governs certain people's attitudes to a point, or they try and influence it. So you yeah. have Tom Allen go, "Don't spoil it for other people if you've not seen it." Get or whatever, whatever the fuck he mm-hmm. said. And but it seems to be selective, and it seems to be weird. And if we're using things like embargoes, embargoes t- typically are a an agreed upon. Um, and a pre an agreed upon prohibition prohibition of certain goods coming into a country or something like that. Yeah. So you shouldn't use the word embargo unless there's like a common consensus. There isn't a yeah. common consensus. Well, it's like a pre.
0: It's more drawing on like a press embargo, which is for like games and movies, isn't it? If they're bad,
1: they can legally ban people from talking about them until um, as soon as they come out, basically. Exactly. Exactly. But. It, I just, I think it's just so fucking, it's so fucking stupid. And the thing is, right, they were they were banging on about this particular spoiler. They listed the spoiler. Everyone's like, fucking hell, this is a great spoiler. But there's other ones which are really subtle and aren't yeah. spoilery. And yeah. it's like, well, how why can't you manage that? Well, you don't make it, you, do you make any money off, off Twitter posts anyway? But that leads me into what I wanted to talk about, which is like sort of social media and youtube tropes, mm-hmm. right? Are you, and this is another one linked into The Mandalorian. Are you familiar with reaction videos? I am, yes. Do you do, do you watch any? What the fuck? What, what's an what's a reaction video to you? I mean,
0: occasionally I partake in one or two. It depends. There's a good a good spit of them recently that flew in popularity. It was people reacting to Lord of the Rings, and obviously what? I love the Lord of the Rings movies a lot. But there's loads of people that have never seen them, so it's people that have never seen these movies watching them twenty years on. So I found that interesting, just because. Of, you know, I about once a year sit down and watch all 12 hours of it, don't I? Mm. So it's, it's interesting to see people reacting to that. And then there's a few other ones that slip in. There's another one that's it's obviously as you watch, you watch one of these things and you get fed more by the hideous corporate algorithm, don't you? Um, <laughs> but the other one is um, Americans reacting to British comedy. It's occasionally you can get a bit of a kick out of that. I see like, the you know, angle. Watching random, that. Amer- random Americans watching like Mitchell and Webb. It's or like Faulty Towers. There's I don't
1: know. I feel there's some cultural value to that. There is. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. But there's... There's... Okay, so... Where do I fucking start? Where do I fucking start on this one? So there's, there's another one, which is like hip-hop hip hop fans react to metal. And I'm like, yeah. all right, that's a clear angle. I completely understand that because I reckon there's also a, com- a comparative metalheads react to hip-hop. I think it's yeah, tedious yeah. and fucking stupid. And it's basically <laughs> someone listening to the first like three minutes of Megadeth and stopping and going, whoa, I thought it was going to go this way and then it went that way. Fucking hell. And then that's it. And that, that's that's the... The, the generation of those videos, and that's great. There's a great Gus Johnson video where he's losing his shit at like two in the morning because he's saying, why are people reacting to Queen as if they've never heard of Queen before? And it's a bunch of people like listen to Bohemian Rhapsody and then losing yeah. their mind. And he, obviously his, his theory is... Are you trying to convince me that you've never heard of Queen before? You're lying. You're just lying. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible to avoid. <laughs> so, what's the value of these Lord of the Rings ones then? Because, like, are you? Because I don't see any cultural value in that. That seems like I don't know. It's it's just it's interesting, isn't it?
0: Sometimes it's interesting no. to see. No, you don't think so. It's more to do with you have to be interested in the person that's reacting because that's where the content is. Obviously, there's no content in reacting to a thing it's more like the transposition of i don't know they, they just a bunch came up i watched a few it's it's well i'll watch a few clips
1: a lot of the rings well, this is this is so going back to mandalorian right and i'm gonna name drop this one because it's a he's a pretty popular one I, I follow a guy called star wars theory it's a guy who's just obsessed with star wars and it's fucking he's really good he goes into the weeds on a lot of stuff but mm. um The most, um, the recent season of of Mandalorian has certain, like, implications in, I say implications, it has certain threads to the rest of the saga.
0: Mm.
1: Things that he's quite passionate about. And when a certain character appeared on the screen, and I didn't watch this, by the way, he he put a fucking clip of himself doing this in, like, an episode summary, which I watched. And he just started welling up and started crying. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) It's,
0: um it's a very modern way to sort of simulate, to flick the same switches in your brain that genuine human interaction would have, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's like having a friend. <laughs> what, you know, if, if me and you, like, so, when, so if me, you, and Fee, and whoever, and Ryan, we all sat down and watched The Last Samurai, didn't we? And yeah. you get something socially out of that. So if I just, if get you to videotape yourself watching a movie, and then I watch it, some of, this, <laughs> some of the same signals have being sent... <laughs>
1: i guess so i was like i gonna go a, on, i was gonna go like an a, about how i'm gonna say like is his mental health compromised i know he's a shit about star wars but i've never seen i've never seen anyone like oh no me. sorry
0: so no you're you're more specifically talking about him welling up about it like yeah sorry i'm just i am just i just popped into my head sort of what the value is of reaction videos it's like having a you know pretending you have a friend um but
1: podcasts already do that but him, well, him welling up. I don't know. How people get emotional about stuff, don't they? I think it's um, after the Rise of Skywalker came out. I remember dicking about on Discord on the Star Wars Discord, <clears throat> and people were saying that they had to go to therapy afterwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because the re- the reason for it was. Um, and this is an American thing, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not disparaging the American process yeah, of dealing yeah, with yeah. your mental health, but a lot of people go to therapists, and they pay a lot of money for therapists, and I think yeah. there's another conversation there which I'd love to have, but we're not qualified to comment. Anyway, <laughs> so they go to the therapist, and they said because Kylo Ren dies at the end of episode nine, mm. uh, and the redemption arc ends in him dying, it makes them feel like there's no hope for themselves.
0: Yeah, It's like ages and ages ago, a bunch of people went to see Avatar, didn't they? And then got depressed because you know they weren't there. That that was a thing apparently oh, as well. What? Genuine okay. people
1: needing therapy because they're not on. They couldn't lie in a bed of unobtanium. Yeah,
0: which is weird anyway, though, because that's like a crazy, dangerous, killer death world planet, is it? So yeah, that doesn't yeah. really make sense. But that'd be like watching 1914 and being like, well. You know, it's not like the good old days, is it? I couldn't really come down from that.
1: (laughs) But but in, in the conversation about that, I remember I was like that person's taking the piss that clearly hasn't happened that's, that's beyond my perception of reality and this is obviously another bigger conversation about how the internet kind of divides people to a point where they don't share a reality anymore this yeah, is my yeah. this is from I'm sat on my fucking ivory, ivory tower sat on a chair looking at a computer looking at someone else who's sat on a chair looking at a computer saying they went to therapy because Kylo Ren died and I'm saying that's ridiculous absolutely <laughs> yeah. ridiculous and everyone in that conversation was by like, jumping on me saying I'm a Which is fair enough, which is fair enough because if you take everything as granted and if you take everything as truth, then I am a (laughs) but I don't believe that happened. And similarly, crying because a particular character came on the screen, it demonstrates to me that either you're putting it on, give some sort of narrative payoff for your investment in this franchise, in this thing, and justify the fact that you've not got a real job, which is totally fine. (laughs) <laughs> or you've got a massive problem, man. And you need to go and get help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, we're not
0: qualified to comment, but no, I just, yeah, it probably this, was putting it on a bit.
1: It, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not. I am knocking it, but I'm also like, I'm. I'm completely aware that I am. I am in a position where maybe it's a Britishness, maybe it's a, a Yorkshireness, maybe it's just something. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just something in our conditioning, but I'm sat here thinking that's absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like I'm facing into a world which accepts that as like a normal thing, especially like with things on Twitter and thing and, and, and Reddit and stuff like that. A lot of like the most valu- valuable comments and quotes and, and, and the most upvoted things tends to be the first person you can say, I cried when this. Yeah. And my outpouring of emotion was so vast and so great at this thing. And I'm like, all right, well, that seems to be the the commodity which we trade on social media. The most emotional reaction to whatever. Yeah. I don't, a, I don't have a point with this. I think my point is the fact that the instead of like getting I mean, like when we were raised with social media, it was like who can get the most likes for saying the thing? And that yeah, yeah. spread out into a number of different things. People like had the holiday pictures, people were just racist and trying to get shock value <laughs> out of people. Pe- yeah, you know the mundane people's mundane well, It just, it, it just got you free
0: free likes off racists, didn't it? It's just well, this likes. is it. The, yeah, post, yeah. Totally. Post an adorable picture of a dog. People who like dogs like it. Post an adorable picture of a dog and a racist comment. You've got people who like dogs and racists. Like, you open yeah, the numbers, fine. aren't
1: you? You find your audience. Yeah, <laughs> but my, my point is, like, at that time, it wasn't clear what the commodity was. The commodity was saying, say likes and upvotes, and and people yeah, like yeah. gravity. People like ugh, they sort of modeled the, cu- the their currency
0: of the social media realm
1: was yeah. likes and yeah. Mundanity now wasn't. It's yeah, now, it's now now it seems to be disin- disingenuous emotion, disingenuous emotion to the highest degree, to the point where people are crying on camera and showing it to people.
0: Yeah, mm,
1: I don't know, man. It's just strange. <laughs> I just think it's so so strange. It's really weird, and people calling me a. For not um, wanting pe- other people to be spoiled, I'd already seen it. I was like, I didn't have a horse in that race. I was speaking on behalf of other people, and I'm a nob.
0: You were being chivalrous, yeah. idea. Oh oh it's, it's just fucking madness.
1: It's, I don't know.
0: So the thing about, sorry, back to the Spider-Man thing, that's to do with the trailer had to come out, didn't it? Someone was like, oh, oh, we need to do a trailer for Spider-Man. And they were like, all right, but that'll spoil Endgame. Can you do a trailer that doesn't? And they're like, no, there's no possible way. So mm-hmm. they, obviously they looked at the big the big business chart that engraved how doing a business works. Yeah. And were like, oh, no, trailer must come out on this date. That's, what, that's what's carved on the obelisk. We'll just have to just get Tom Holland to say, oh, sorry, look away or something.
1: Excuse me. Can I have your attention, please? Oh, my name's
0: Thomas. So I, I mean, it's crazy. It's a random thing to talk about. Uh, Terminator Salvation. Again, obviously, it's been long enough we can spoil that. Mm. But that had... The main plot twist of that film was in the trailer, and the film would have been so much better if it wasn't. Yeah. But they just trotted out there. I don't know why. I don't know who made that decision. You know, it'd be like, oh, um, you know, Again, when someone everything. was making the trailer for Empire, they're like, oh, well, I've done the trailer. Obviously, it opens with the scene where, you know, Darth Vader <laughs> looks father." And someone going, oh, yes, yeah, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the most impressive parts. Better put that
1: in. Like, yeah. yeah, no one will see that coming. Don't want to go see the film after that. I don't know. It's, it's so crazy. I wish there was some, I wish there was like a, a comparative way we could look at it with um, music, but I've gone to, de- I've, I've spoken about that to death on the previous episode when we're talking about how people set expectations and yeah. manage those expectations, but it's just so strange. And there's just, I, I'm tr- I guess I'm trying to make a link between like this, how people commodify their reactions to certain things and how the, con- how the dialogue engages itself online. I say online isn't really a place it's dialogue in, in the mundane world is online dialogue. Therefore, I shouldn't really distinguish like me talking to you and online dialogue. But is there a link between typical dialogue about a thing and the way that thing makes money and the commercialization of that thing? That's what I'd like to know. Because like it's it's because someone somewhere, some being counter somewhere must be like, All right, yeah, that that fucking guy he cried at this character reveal. There's gotta be a way we can like pivot that and and make it
0: he it, 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 it trickles all the way down, so in in the terrible online world, exposure just translates itself into wealth somehow, not sure how that works it's probably on the obelisk somewhere, but so he knows that if he cries more people are going to look at him doing that, and then that's going to make him the money i think that's that's what it 's about that 's why you get spoilers for things early so this Web this uh, website you're on, this posting for Star Wars, whatever, must know it can generate traffic by putting a spoiler out as close as possible to the episode being out. Mm. And then that translates into, you know, step one, generate traffic, step two, question mark, step three, profit. Yeah, I guess so.
1: I re- and- really do guess so. It's It's... And that sadly
0: is what it's become about. There's no concept of the integrity of we shouldn't put the big plot twist to terminate Salvation in the trailer because <laughs> if we put it, because it'll because it spoil the film. But now we just say, oh no, if we put it in the trailer, this algorithm shows that, you know, number goes up and more money. So it's going in the trailer. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It, I don't know, man. <laughs> I just it's, love it at the thought of you getting attacked online. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was like, I was in the trenches. I was like, I'm not, I even checked in, like, even after, the, like, the notifications dropped off, I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to check these comments because sometimes you get a comment without getting a notification. I'm like, I'm going to fight every one of you people who tries <laughs> to tell me that I'm wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah like, why wouldn't you?
0: Uh, I, I for yeah. several good reasons why like, you wouldn't, fair enough. You'd made that choice. <laughs> I don't, I don't
1: usually, it. I do not usually do it, but I was like, you know, I'm fine for the little man here. The little man who and yeah, was working. Yeah, it, was, and it can't was such, see.
0: such an unreasonable thing for you to get flack for. You were like, "Oh no, this is this
1: is happening." Yeah, there's no way I'm wrong in this situation. Oh, yeah. then. <laughs> push those there any, chips forward. Are there any other weird online tropes you? So, I guess this is kind of a summary of like where the di- where typical dialogue is? Because I guess if we're if we're all like, especially as 30 something middle class males were starved of like good dialogue and companionship. So, if we were to say, Hey, you come starved of companionship male, you should go to the internet to find good dialogue. Um, and they go, All right, what can I expect? Listen to this podcast because this is what you should expect. Yeah, you'll see people crying, they don't really mean to cry, but it generates value for them somehow, which we don't quite yet understand. And if you try and deal with something with what you perceive as integrity, you will likely get shot on, but that's fine because you've just got to be able to put up with it.
0: So I'm assuming the crying thing is, like I said, if it flicks, so we're going to get biological now, it flicks, switches in your brain of experiencing someone experiencing motion. It's, you know, it, it like, it's like faux family, faux friendship, isn't it? So that's why it must generate traffic, like you know mm. if you if you're at someone's wedding like one of your friends wedding you get you're sort of getting you know emotion by osmosis aren't you of them being all all happy and all sad and all overwhelmed mm. yeah so but now if you just go online and watch someone crying because you know i don't know jab of the hut or someone's showing up on an episode of mandalorian <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and this again is why I'm sort of sat here interfacing with a world that doesn't really suit my liking. Because I, when I know that, like Kevin Smith does it all the time, he's always fucking crying and t- <laughs> posting pictures of him crying. It proper turns me off. I'm like I don't want to watch anything where the emotional reaction was so strong. because I feel like you've been compromised and you can't deliver a good, I can't deliver a good commentary or you can't deliver a good dialogue about this thing.
0: You've obviously so, been so emotional about it. You have no nothing worthwhile to contribute to the discussion. Yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah, you're like, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's about that's about right. Uh, well, this person's in pieces. They can't. Oh, I can't gain any insight on this situation from what they think. But
1: the thing is, though, if 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 they if the crying thing is a if it's a economic model to drive more traffic, how do you top it? Because surely, eventually, crying, crying enough will stop people getting interested
0: yeah do you
1: just do you just i don't i don't think so no i don't it's just so strange but again what we're kind of like you know we're at the, the new frontier of dialogue with the internet still being a new crazy thing that people are trying to sort of understand and and take advantage of that's the main takeaway that we don't know anything (laughs)
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. What works changes constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you identified any sort of weird online tropes that maybe aren't the ones that we mentioned?
0: I'm trying yeah. to think now.
1: So I think we've just said, gone I, deep into it, one. It's I, just it's
0: just really weird what piques your interest, and you didn't think it'd pique your interest until you start watching it. Which is obviously not that I, I'm not big on watching videos of people crying, but people must be. I randomly start watching obvious videos of a guy who just removed wasps from people's house. I watched I watched quite a lot of them. And I don't know why. It was just quite interesting. That was his job.
1: <laughs> you, know, you know what? I I, can, I concur on that because I've been watching one of an American guy who, um, how do I describe this? Because I'm not a civil engineer. He basically goes to where there's floods in the road and he goes yeah. to the drains and he clears the drains. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great because it's, it's always like half an hour long and he's going through and he's just talking like, all right, so we're downstream here. We need to find where this drain is. According to the blueprints, the 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 drain should be here. Oh, look at the fucking state of that! He's <laughs> just fucking banging on about um about what's clogged the drain, how it's feeding into the rest of the pipelines and stuff like that, and how it's fucking up things down the road. And then eventually, it's like kind of cathartic because about twenty minutes later, you'll see you'll notice that the drain is all of a sudden unclogged and it's now like carrying water through. And it's like, well, that's There's definitely like a oddly satisfying muscle which is being tested in my head, and that's kind of one thing. Maybe it's like the ultimate British thing, where it's like I really like people who give a shit about things, right? It's why I like that Star Wars theory guy because he gives a massive fuck. I don't agree with anything he says, but I, he gives a massive shit and it, it, that to me is You can come tell he's got his heart in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, <laughs> apart from when he's crying, that turns me off. <laughs> <laughs> you do <know>, he do it? <laughs> yeah, but he's not attractive when he cries. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Is he, is he very handsome? Is that why you really watch it? But when he cries, you're like, Ooh. That must be it. It's the caps he wears. <laughs> Um, so when I hear this guy going on about drains and then eventually seeing the, la- the the fruits of his labor being paid off towards the end of the video because there's adequate water flow, I'm like, yeah, yeah there we go. That ticks a box.
0: <laughs> so no, I don't know. There's always too much to tackle with random things that crop up and apparently work on the internet. Like we could get into all those terrible adverts we're always sending each other. Like <laughs> there's no way they can do what's intended or make sense. We're obviously talking about those completely ridiculous, usually some sort of mobile strategy game advert where a guy... I saw one the other day where a guy washed up on a desert island and he pulls like a drowning elephant out of the water and the elephant knocks over loads of trees for him and he builds a mill or something. It's like, what is going on?
1: We are different. I think to the the overlords of the internet, we're different di- um, demographics because I always get tower defence games. Yeah. Always, always unaccountably tower defence games. I never get these weird elaborate... Um,
0: Oh, you never get a man who pulls the elephant out of the water the elephant knocks the trees over and he builds a gondola or something
1: I don't know <laughs> no I've never got that
0: it's always,
1: it's always like the thing is it must know that I, I like zombie films and I play Left 4 Dead because it, it's always like some sort of zombie oriented tower game
0: They must know you like towers you're always googling top
1: tower news <laughs> ten, 10 best towers yeah and I get fucking jumped on for not thinking this is the best tower ta- no, I'm joking <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, well, this tower's just gone up. Could you not have left it like a couple of days before you showed everyone the tower?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a strange one. Um, but yeah, I, I don't often like I don't often peek behind my own or peek around my own sort of information stream to directly attack how people are conducting themselves. But I thought, <laughs> for the benefit of those who are being fucked over by this account, I'll I'll, I'll say something. I just um, thought
0: it was a bit simple, and you didn't expect such a such a backlash. I think that's part of the problem It's the militantness of everything, isn't it? Like
1: you know yeah, you can't
0: All those occupy. people that went to bat against you, you know, for the honour of the Star Wars Facebook feed probably didn't have to.
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if you were to say, if they were to say, look, I'm down on this hill, the internet's a completely free information place. And, um, as information comes out, it should be, uh, d- uh, sort of displayed. It's like, all right, well, that's kind of, that's a position that you've taken, which is sort of a logical position. It's kind a demog- uh, sort of a libertarian, um, position on how data flows. That's, that's totally fine because that's like a, an actual, you've, you've thought about this.
0: Yeah, Not, you can't. You can't make it so. If you start putting restrictions on, people will use the power to have those restrictions for their own ends to do more restrictions and yeah, yeah. But it wasn't that they were just like, nah, fuck, fuck you." You should. You should have watched it sooner.
1: Well, they didn't See? really because if they if they yeah if they'd have read it, I, they would have noticed that I, I had watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like a thing, but yeah, it, it's it's just an, it's sort of interesting. But if it can it can it's a rabbit hole that you won't ever get out of. So you got to like. You pick yeah. your battles extremely carefully.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just got onto my YouTube to see if there was anything insane, but no, there wasn't really. No. He obviously. I think I'm fairly stable at the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. There's that um that weird monolith thing that keeps appearing in it.
0: Yeah, There's which is probably, well. so, probably some viral marketing something.
1: It's going to be a viral marketing thing. It's definitely H- going to be H- a for viral marketing no. thing. Oh, well, who has the money to... Well, hang on. We need to figure out what's it made out of. Is it something that can be disassembled and, and reassembled, or is it a big thing that needs to be carried about? Because I don't a, know. I've if, not
0: really looked into it that much. Isn't it just like a big silver Toblerone?
1: Something like isn't that, it, yeah. Isn't yeah, it it's like the... a,
0: yeah, a triangular taprozoid or whatever that
1: shape of Toblerone box is? I think that the thing is, it's an object of particular size and shape that under most circumstances people would not consider to be remarkable in any way, right? So I reckon mm. someone somewhere has gone, There's this mysterious thing in the desert. And everyone's gone, oh, okay. It's a mysterious thing, no one knows where it's come from. And now that everyone knows that there's a mysterious thing that no one knows where it's come from, but they know it's not aliens, it's like, well fuck it then. So no it's, really... you, it's the first one Utah first one was Utah, now it's Romania. So it's popping up across the globe, not just America. This is why I'm like, well, who has the budget for this? To carry this from one place to another? Or is it so shittily made that they could just assemble it? Yeah. That's in, like, there's two monoliths. Like, one in Romania and one in in Utah, and they've just sort of built them and disassembled them at convenient times.
0: I mean... I don't know. I just thought I'd look it up and get a bit more informed on it. But,
1: but this is an example. This, to me, is an example of where someone's trying to create like a viral, a viral thing, and it's not taking because I think now we all realise it is going to be like a TV show or something. Yeah. Basically, we
0: watched that episode of The Simpsons, didn't they, with the angel in the shopping mall? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. Were like,
0: yeah, we could probably get away with that.
1: Have you seen the um, Chicada thing? Wow, Chicada 3310. So what happened was um um on some like 4chan, there was just a random post which said, Okay, we're looking for highly skilled individuals who can decrypt this. And it was mm-hmm. like a picture of a Chicada or something like that. And basically it was a massive fucking scavenger hunt of um encryptors and and stuff like that, who eventually were recruited into this were led to believe they were recruited into this sort of organization of really really clever people mm. and it took form of like you got past a certain stage and then there would be um like pictures of a cicada or all over the world like just just like with a qr code on like a bus stop in the middle of nowhere so in america in australia and things like that and that was yeah. like the next step of the puzzle so it could be something like that but again it's a different thing like Someone, someone like trying to uh, guide people through in- encryption puzzles across the globe through QR codes that are posted in bus stations is different from. A giant metal obelisk. Uh, yeah. obelisk uh, yeah. in random parts of the globe just plonk a big chunk. Of, but you
0: never know, as well, because like the second one could have been nothing to do with the first one, because it's such a simple shape. Someone yeah. could have made one. Like if Rob saw it, Rob could knock one of those up in the shop, and, like you know, dump it in Welland Park for a laugh. That's like, what I hope it is. <laughs>
1: that'd be really. Fu- that'd be really fucking funny as well. I'd be well happy with that.
0: You'd have a solution. Make one. Put it somewhere. Ridiculous.
1: So, if it was like a viral marketing thing, it would be completely watered down by everyone just making their own <laughs> shit ones. <laughs> I don't know. People are yeah. bored, aren't they?
0: People that's, are. That's, yeah. Anything can happen at the moment. People have a lot of time on their hands.
1: Yeah, yeah. What have you been up to now? Have you seen the new D Rock Galactic merch um, merch range? I have not. No, it's, it's not shit. To be fair. Oh,
0: what have I been up to? Very boring things. I'm going through. A, I'm going through all despair. Basically, I have boxes and boxes of unassembled extra parts of, of little miniatures, and, then, and it takes up loads of space because they're on sprues. I'm assuming you know what a sprue is. Yep. Like like an Airfix model comes on. Yeah. And, yeah, so basically I'm putting all cutting all those off because I know what they are. I'm putting them in tubs to reduce the amount of storage space I'm using. And it's one of those jobs where I thought it was going to be a big job, and it turns out it's going to be a massive job. There's tons of it. So... Yep, yeah, that's how. That's how unbelievably exciting my life is.
1: Well, it's same with this roadrunner thing. I thought would be. A, I honestly thought it'd be just do a quick hour-long googling of what roadrunner is and do a video on it. And now yeah. it's two months later, and I still haven't, <laughs> still haven't managed to get to the next part. Cause there's been so fucking much. Oh well, that's good. It's, it's a good mm-hmm. problem to have. I really, I'm, like I said last week, I'm really enjoying it. So, you know what, man, I've had so many. Um, written email interviews that I've, I've had to buy my do, uh, domain name now yeah well you said you were you were going through a lot of them yeah because um, it became not unprofessional but really stupid to host like pretty quality interviews on like a dot so I was like I just need to buy the actual fucking domain name and then off I trot yeah yeah so that's, that's my next that's me up until Christmas trying to do some housekeeping around that while writing the next section but yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway, you know what we should do? We should, As part of this, we should try and get you integrated into more metal stuff because um, <laughs> you say yourself, you're not really a massive metal person, but our jumping off point in terms of metal is typically like storm and things like that. So I think you've got some DNA in you. You just have, yeah, to, yeah. You know, you have to move forward. The thing,
0: we, the thing with me and music is but it is strange. And I like most music. I don't really have an issue with anything which leads me to not have much to say about any of it like you know <laughs> music's just music just listen to some music and i understand it's not and obviously it's very deep and complex and there's lots of stuff and people yeah but to me i'm like oh, yeah it's a nice little tune
1: listen i was kind of trying to quantify or well, why is why am i a metalhead and why is it valuable you know to me and i kind of there's always been like the adage of oh well if you don't get it you don't get it and it's like well like yeah i understand that but for me it's like the thing that being present at certain events in sort of like gig history and things like that. It was a special kind of catharsis, which is only, only provided in like a weird groundswell of excitement. Hmm. It's like, cause there's a commute, like my biggest example would have been like, um, Oh, what's a really fucking good example of this. Say it's when faith no more came back. Faith no more came back in 2009 and headline headline download festival. And Obviously, they've, been, they've not been a band for 11 years. They'd split up in 1998, I think. I could be full of shit. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. it would split up at some point. You'd have to be spot on. Carry on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that particular moment in time was it's a very specific kind of catharsis because it's, it's a, a feeling that band and only that band can generate. And not only was that band there to generate that feeling uh, nearly 10 years later or just over 10 years later, but there was about, you know, fucking 20,000 people also there to share that experience. And I think like with metal, it's like every single band has that particular brand of catharsis. And I think when people pursue metal, they're trying to be there for the moment, that particular catharsis is going to be present because like the faith, no more thing now is it's, it's not every gig. Yeah. Level no one. Like uh, be- better examples. Corrosion Conformity. Another band that wasn't around for a while, then came back in Manchester. It was Manchester Man- uh, Academy Two, small sort of like a largest club venue, but small, smaller than Apollo. So everyone who was who packed into that venue knew exactly what they were gonna what, what they were there for. this the first time Pepper Keenan was back in that band, and they were gonna do a load of like the older stuff, all the stoner metal stuff, and. Yeah. um that'll never happen again because now they're sort of the back in the cycle of we do a tour, we do an album, we do a tour, we do an album, but no one yeah. knew what to expect sort of seven years since they were gone. And that particular moment was very cathartic. And I think that particular brand of catharsis is what metal is about trying to figure out or well, what can, which bands producing, what kind of feeling and how can we sort of like create that and read that sort of try? how can we, how can we experience those moments at the point where their groundswell is at a point where you're on a wave of momentum. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is. So like when, when me and you got into whale it was 2008 when their first album came out. Yeah. We were part of that catharsis and I saw them a few times and it was all very present and very real then. So since then, they're now part of like the novelty band. So not novelty band, they're they're still like a good band. Yeah. yeah. We know what the angle is. They're a mainstay at sort of the festival circuits and things like that. Um, but I wouldn't know what to give you to try and create that that same kind of feeling. Obviously, different for a different band, but same kind of like excitement, open buzz over a particular act. Yeah. So I'll try and find some for you, and then you can you can tell me what you think. Fair enough. Does that make sense? It, I, I've done, yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is anyway. I feel
0: like I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just pre-warned. I just I did. I'm just pre-warned you that how. Uncompatible. I currently am Well not currently I am I am To sort of Getting interested Involved in music Whatever you send me I'm like oh, Yeah that's pretty nice So then I'll probably Listen to it for a bit
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah Do that and just see What you think Because if we do it enough You'll, you'll find one way You're like This is fucking brilliant Yeah And I think that's That's, that's valuable
0: Sent you a thing there if you boop through it on Discord. They've recently done a, a a limited run set of like special edition magic cards that have all been made to look like uh, metal band posters.
1: Oh yeah, that's pretty gnarly. So I can feature that on Metal Tat when I do the yeah. news section later. <laughs> it's been added in. Not a lot of news well, this week, so I've got to put a lot yeah. of Metal Tat in. If
0: you also go down as well, they've plumbed them and uh, the late Bob Ross's estate have sort of gone through his old works. Oh, yeah. And they've done a set of, set of land painted by Bob Ross.
1: That's awesome. Happy little gathering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. No, fair cop. Fair cop.
0: Well, no, right. so the, the, the metal band posters, those are all genuine names of cards that sound like metal bands, obviously. I love this shit. Anguished and Making, and Dreadball...
1: There was such a great Metal Gear Solid um, t shirt that was like it was done in the Metallica logo, Mm. and it was like some guy in an Etsy store did it, and I think it's been shut down for probably Cannally swooped in and told him to get fucked.
0: Yeah, especially you said it in you was the uh, the disgrace of the mural in Leeds. Oh
1: man, that absolutely fucking sucked. Absolutely sucked. It was that was like it was a little corner that was mine. You know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was a fairly like, busy place wasn't it but yeah you could pop out and have a look and be like oh I know what that is I know I what riding is
1: yeah I couldn't go into Leeds without seeing it because of just the way I used to go into Leeds but yeah. yeah that fucking sucks I'll mention that in the news as well I'll <laughs> housekeeping depressed today guys because of this
0: because my cyborg boy's gone
1: yeah yeah alright is there anything else you want to talk about or can I shut this shit down nah shut it down I'm done yeah, fair enough, fair enough. You can you can email the podcast at templeofbleth temple at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Twitter. You can tell me why I'm a fucking idiot for not wanting to be spoiled.
0: <laughs> yeah, make sure at you probably, all pile on and really hound him.
1: Yeah, yeah. At Robert Jet, spelt like Boba Fett. Uh, it's good blephane. Bye, Zibis. Bye-s. Bye, Zibis. Bye-s. Here's that. That's that. <laughs> <laughs>